How's this for a new intro? Hello, my name is Jessa. Welcome to AOD. This podcast belongs to a high-ranking officer in the Galactic Federation. I am one of the official ambassadors to the third dimension, and that sounds very fancy here. I love to say it on Earth because it's the only place that anyone gives a shit. It sounds fancy here because you guys love hierarchies. You love this idea of hierarchies. This is actually embarrassing where I come from. If I said this shit on Sirius, it would be the equivalent of saying that I am a high-ranking official ambassador to the movie theater parking lot. I have had bestowed upon me the high honor of escorting trash to the garbage can at the movie theater. This sounds like I'm calling you guys trash. All right, this one needs a little bit of work. We'll just take this part out.
to the Great Conjunction. Today, if you're listening to this live, is December 21st, the Great Conjunction. We are calling this the launch party to the Age of Aquarius. We have been launching the fucking Age of Aquarius for 60 years. Please, for the love of God, let you be the ones that actually pull this off. I can't sit to another one of these goddamn parties every fucking 10 years. This is it. This is the one. We're going to launch it now. And then everybody goes the fuck back to sleep. And then I'm here for another goddamn decade. And then we go, oh, I'm going to launch it again. We'll cut that part out. For those of you that don't know much about astrology, same here. The Great Conjunction is Saturn that is an Aquarius basically humping Jupiter that is also an Aquarius. That's kind of what it looks like, little doggy style. They make one thing that looks like when your eggs have two yolks in it. This marks the beginning of this planet getting pummeled with Aquarian energy. Last year, we were getting pummeled with Capricorn energy. This is going to be weirder and definitely more interesting, but probably a little less painful. Anything can happen in Aquarian energy. Anything can happen. In addition to this conjunction from here, these two planets hang out in Aquarius for a little bit. They uh, join other planets that I'm not aware of because I don't actually know anything about astrology. I get all my astrology knowledge from BuzzFeed articles. They create a stellium, which is three or four planets in Aquarius from the dates of February 1st to February 18th. That's important because February 18th is my birthday and my Venmo is Jessa Reed Comedy. Where's my goddamn notes? The following are your instructions. If you want to take them, this podcast is a joke, so obviously don't take them unless you were already planning on doing this yourself. The following are the instructions for the first year of the age of Aquarius that we have started six times. Number one, 2021 is going to be a hybrid year between the internally played game and the externally played game. This is one fucking weirdo year. Enjoy it. The old laws of Earth, such as karma, which we will get back into in a minute, will exist at the same time that you are learning how the control panel inside of you operates. Within you, there is a control panel that controls every element of your external reality. This is not watered-down, vision board bullshit. You cannot operate this board through positive thinking or merely positive thinking, I guess I should say. This is a complicated system. You are going to fuck it up right and left. Write these words down. Playful curiosity. Treat your reality like you are a child playing with a toy. Treat your reality like you are plugged into some sort of virtual reality headset somewhere else. Detach from your Addiction to the binary of good and bad. Those two things, that is not how the universe is categorized. It's all experience. Yes, I'm talking about negative experience, quote-unquote negative experience. I'll get more into that later. 
when you treat reality with a playful curiosity as you learn how to operate this control panel in the new game, you're going to have a lot more fun. If you still need things to fit into the binary of good or bad, if you're still judging every experience you've had, if you're still perceiving karma as punishment, you are going to have a bad time. You are not going to have fun. We are at the top click of this new roller coaster, and Aquarian energy is some shit. It's some shit. I'm not going to lie. The last time Aquarius, Saturn was in Aquarius, was March to July of 2020. Perhaps you remember that window of time. Do you remember the sensation that anything could happen? It was like if an alien knocked on my door right now, I don't even know that I would raise an eyebrow. I would be like, of course you are here. And you brought donuts. That's very nice. We are going back into that energy times a hundred. But here's what happened. We got our asses so handed to us in 2020 that you should now be relatively detached from any sort of ideas of security or the status quo. You should have loosened your grip by now, and you are more capable of having fun as this energy comes in. This is transitional energy. This is shaking things up. This is breaking the foundation of the old thing. This is questioning every single structure. There will be a lot of death, physical and metaphorical, the less you detach from the idea that the binary of bad exists and that death belongs in the bad binary, the more fun you're going to have. I had to take a break to eat some nettle because I sound incoherent. We just eat nettle in the Galactic Federation. We put some almond milk in it and we just chew that shit up. We like the stinging. I digress. Karma, let's talk about karma. You guys have karma so fucked up. You have such a strange misunderstanding of karma on this planet. And I'm not talking about whatever religious connotations to this. I don't know anything about your earth religions. Karma is just the process of learning each perspective so that you can ultimately realize that every perspective belongs to the same consciousness. That's it. It's not a punishment. It's not a punishment for you. It is not the universe seeking vengeance on thine enemies. As much as you want that to be true because y'all love a good punishment. Man, are you fucking punitive here. You do recognize this is your own shadow that you're trying to punish, right? Anyway, I digress. Karma exists so that when you have an experience and you cannot fathom the other side of this coin, karma as a boomerang, comes back and presents you with the other side. You have a million times experienced karma in the form of something terrible happens to you, and then you become the person who does the terrible thing. That's not to punish you, although it does feel like a punishment sometimes because y'all love that binary of good and bad. It's just going, hey, here's the thing. Yesterday, you were at a traffic light, and you were playing with your phone at the traffic light, a favorite pastime of my avatar, and the person honked. Who knows how long the light was green? The person honked. And then you were like, fuck you. Why are these people in a fucking hurry all the time? What the goddamn shit? I was trying to pick a song for my Spotify. 
You can't fathom what would make that person do that to you. The next day, you're running late. You're running late. You're supposed to get your eyebrows waxed, and you're late, and the person in front of you clearly fucking with their phone, right? You're not mad at them, but you're like, hey, hey, I need to get through this light. Little honk, but there is no nice honk. There's only the one very aggressive honk. You honk, they flip you off, and you're like, what the shit? Karma, not punishment, just like a, hey, by the way, this is the other side of that coin. Karma has sped up so much. Back in the day, you had to live a whole life as a shitbag and then live a whole life as the victim of the shitbag. And likewise, you live a whole life as a victim. You come back, you live a whole life as the, 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 the perpetrator. That's karma, not to punish you. Just what it is. Man, do we love to say karma will come back around. It will come back around. It's going to come back around on your ass as well. That's just a law of how things work here. Last year, we talked about, as we moved into the new game of 2020, we talked about the end of the karmic reality. And everyone thought, oh my God, awesome. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. I'm never going to have to deal with a negative consequence again. And then we all got our asses handed to us. Although, here's what was said. The update at the, in December of 2019 was that we were ending the unconscious karmic reality, which means you will stop being given lessons without access to the teacher's notes. And then a glitter was going to come hit the planet, and the glitter would stick to everyone and force them to face the thing they have refused to face, the thing, their worst nightmare, the thing they feel like they cannot possibly face over and over and over again until they fucking deal with it. That is not unconscious lesson learning. We were given the notes up front of what we were going to be working on. My avatar was working on not setting boundaries and uh, due to a fear of people being mad at her. And man, <laughs> whoo. Anywho, this year, karma does still exist. Your lessons should be pretty obvious up front as long as you understand what lessons are. Every lesson is intended to assist you into stepping into your full power as an autonomous being. Nothing ever goes right for me is not a lesson. I'm not supposed to have fun is not a lesson. These are baby wah-wah cop-outs. You're perfectly within your right to feel those for a moment, but if you're looking for lessons that come from a punitive universe, you're never going to learn them. The universe is not punitive. Sometimes people misunderstand when I say the universe doesn't give a fuck what you want. It doesn't care. It doesn't care what you've done. That might sound cold and mean. We want to believe that the algorithm cares about us. It's liberating that it doesn't give a shit. It is completely neutral. It has no opinions about you or what you want to experience. That's beautiful. You've been raised and programmed by these Christian, disgusting, binary, good and bad ideas about a punitive God that brings the smash down on you. If you say, God damn it, fuck that. You are a powerful being. Every lesson that you experience in the next year should be leading to that. But sometimes it is, hey, you're surrounded by people who don't 
want you to be a powerful being. You have to address that. Uh, you have a bunch of internalized beliefs that are keeping you from stepping into your power. You have a habit of sabotaging things that you claim that you want. These are the kind of lessons, and you will very quickly smash your face into a brick wall if you refuse to learn these lessons. This is you learning how to walk in the new world. You are not being punished. You are not missing the boat. You are not failing to ascend. None of these things exist. None of these things exist. You want to ascend, you're ascending. People who don't want to ascend, still ascending. You are not less than. You are not uh, behind other people. These are value judgments. Judgment doesn't exist. This idea of what y'all think judgment is, is programming. Judgment is holding you back. Not because it's bad. You goddamn it. I can hear your thoughts when you listen to this. I say judgment is holding you back, and you go, yeah, I'm bad. I keep judging. These things do not exist. Judgment, particularly of yourself and your circumstances, is holding you back because you do not have any neutrality or playful curiosity in what you perceive to be, quote, unquote, a bad life experience. Mistakes do not exist. Imagine you literally have VR goggles on and you're just here to fuck around. You're not going to just stand in a field of flowers. You're going to go see what it feels like to smash your face into a brick wall. That's what you're here to do. Smash your fucking face into a brick wall. When you face your adversity with playful curiosity, the adversity completely morphs into a rich landscape in which you can experience everything that this planet has to offer. It also comes in, does its job, you have the experience, and you move on. Learn the lessons. Even the learning the lessons, quote-unquote learning the lessons, you have this connotation with on this planet that's like, I got sick because I was bad. I'm sure you guys are not aware of this, <laughs> but my avatar was bit by a tick in the spring of 2020. Since the time it was bit by a tick, my avatar has lost the ability to walk twice, has suffered from crippling bouts of depression and, and mental fog, has had its energy diminished on good days, it's like 60% of what it used to be. These are huge pieces of my avatar's identity. How fast her brain worked and how much energy she had. Gone. Her knees are now made of packing peanuts. Everything cool about my avatar has been crushed by a goddamn blood-sucking tick. Other symptoms include chronic headaches and the inability to shut the fuck up about Lyme disease. It's brutal. It's so brutal. But listen, it's just, I'm just experiencing everything Earth has to offer. And a lot of what Earth has to offer in the Piscean age is just trauma. Because y'all love trauma here. I've had so much trauma in my time here. 
But nothing passes the time during your karmic loads of trauma that you checked off on a little card before you started this VR video game. Nothing makes it go faster than a playful curiosity. It's like, oh, okay, this is what homelessness... I sat on a bus bench. My avatar sat on a bus bench in 20... I guess it was 2003. Nowhere to go. Homeless. Had been homeless and couch surfing, but my novelty had worn off. And I sat on a bus bench that I was about to sleep on in Portland, Oregon, a fall night. And I thought, huh, this is like homelessness. I don't have anywhere to live. I hadn't had anywhere to live in a solid year, but I had entertained folks that had places to live. And so I had a roof most nights, most nights. But on my first night having to straight up sleep outside, I just addressed it with playful curiosity. Like, okay, this bench is uh, very cold and uncomfortable. And I think maybe they make it this way on purpose. But at least there's a roof over top of this thing. And I mostly just wish I had some meth. Playful curiosity. The interesting thing about what we consider to be bad things, the things that we judge, the mistakes. Oh, if I would have just gone to the doctor after the tick bit me. For fucking what? What is the point of that? What is the point? You don't have a time machine. I didn't go to the doctor because I apparently wanted to experience this. So here, here I am. What do you got? You know what I got? Exactly what I wanted was to learn to set boundaries, stop doing things I didn't want to do. I wanted my avatar to learn how to deliver art without worrying about how people took the art. Guess what you can't do with 60% of your energy? You cannot give a fuck what anyone thinks about anything. It doesn't matter if they're mad at you. I don't have the fucking energy to address it. So I guess be mad at me. Sit with your own fucking feelings for once. What a gift. What a goddamn gift. Just the lockdown was that for a lot of people. I think most people listening to this podcast were in some form of awakening from 2017 to 2020. So when they were like, don't leave your houses, you were like, oh, okay, I'll continue to do that. But some of you are brand new baby aliens, and you didn't get it until you got locked inside of your house, forced to just sit with yourself or your partner, and then you woke up. What a gift. What a gift to expand in consciousness. If you tried, I'm sure you could look back at every quote-unquote negative thing that ever happened to you and connect it to some of the best things that ever happened to you. This isn't toxic positivity. This is just letting you know that whatever's coming, going to be weird, and if you're not here to party, you could perceive it as bad. There's a whole lot of shit that has to go away. I have no idea how it's going to go away. All I know is an energy is going to hit the planet that's going to cause everybody to become incapable of operating outside of harmony with nature and outside of harmony with what they actually want to do. I, who knows? Who fucking knows what that could be? But reality is a full spectrum of bliss and discomfort. And if you're here to play with it, you're going to have more fun. The interesting thing is that when you play with it, it doesn't stick to you for the rest of your fucking life. You can pass through these things and look at them in the rearview mirror. 
None of it is consequences for shit. None of it is punishment. Reality is just a trickster. It's just bringing you what you wanted in the most, like, not how you would have fucking asked for it. The paradox of accepting negative outcomes is that you decrease your negative outcomes. That's a paradox. I'm hesitant in telling you that because then you will try to feign, you will try to fake this process and then it won't work. So you're like, I accepted my outcome for seven days and it didn't go away. It's like, that's not how it works. But when you start to go, yeah, reality, what you got? Oh, you're gonna make me sick? Oh, you're gonna take my job? Cool, what's next? What are we doing next? Okay, what's next? Reality goes, man, fuck this. And just gives you the cool shit. When you face it head on, one of the huge transitions into the end of involuntary physical death is going to be the result of us accepting involuntary physical death. When we go, oh, okay, I'm not afraid of death. Bring it. I have, I have pre-processed and accepted my death and the death of everyone around me because death is just blipping into a different game. Now what? And then death is like, well, this is fucking lame. I quit. That's the paradox. When you go in and you're playful and it's like, oh, okay, here, painful life experience. What's up? Let's play. What do you got? I'm learning this. I'm learning this. I am not giving you all my power. What's up? That's the paradox of it. Oh, my goodness. It's the goddamn solstice, which means it's just going to keep getting colder here. All right, so I cannot emphasize enough that the Aquarian energy could bring anything. I mean anything. It could bring that collapse of the power grid y'all been waiting for, the aliens arriving, a paper mache dinosaur could become sentient and start a nonprofit. Anything could happen in this energy, including all of these conspiracies. My God, you guys with these conspiracies. My phone is ringing off the hook. I'm getting emails every day. The Galactic Federation, the last conspiracy I heard, there's a one that the Galactic Federation is part of the false light. Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. For those of you that don't know what false light is, there's like some fake ascension shit. The way to know whether or not something is fake ascension is if it removes your power, your autonomy, and your agency. If it makes you feel ashamed or guilty about anything you're doing. Everything I'm listing on this podcast are things that I'm planting seeds. Do not feign any of these things to get to the front of the line. There is no line. There is no hierarchy. There is no race. This shit is all happening at the same time. And I recognize that you can't, as humans on Earth in the third dimension fully wrap your mind around that. But these are programs. Lack is a program. Competition, envy, all these things. They're programs inside of you. They do not actually exist. If someone is claiming to be Galactic Federation, anyone can claim to be Galactic Federation. That also doesn't even exist. It's just a name for a certain energy. If someone is telling you to be positive 100% of the time, if someone is telling you that you're failing because you're not meditating enough, this false light, sticky, sweet, annoying. If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you're not a fan of false light. It feels fake as hell, empty, shallow. It sucks. The other spectrum of false light would be, mm, I don't know, this like constantly filling your consciousness with the conspiracy end of things. And to be clear, and it seems to not matter how many times I say this, 
I'm not speaking as to whether or not these conspiracies exist. I'm not speaking as to whether or not there is a reptilian agenda, the cabal, any of these things. Neither here nor there. I have spoken about the... However, historically, the thing called the quote-unquote reptilian agenda is based on a parasitic societal structure that you have lived in. I guess I am saying the reptilian agenda is true. I'm not saying any of the, the like... Uh, microscopic things y'all are delving into right now are true. This is an energetic exchange. We do not know if the people participating in this energy exchange have any conscious idea, if their poorly aging avatars have any conscious idea that they've been playing this out through lifetime, through lifetime, through lifetime. But historically, the parasites rise to power and they convince the actual gods that the parasites are at the top of the hierarchy that doesn't exist and get the gods to create their reality for them. Okay? This is an energy exchange of mental energy. You, you listening to this podcast, are a whole fucking god. You are a creative being. When you figure out how to operate that control panel inside of you, you are going to be unstoppable. When you all get together in 2022 to 2024, after having stepped into your power and learned how your control panels work, you will begin to co-create consciously a new reality for the collective. The reason you are going to be able to do that is you will have unplugged your mind from the mass delusion, from the programming and the brainwashing and the mind control of the parasite class. The parasite class changes forms all the time. Back, way back, it was monarchies. And after that, it was, you know, religious oligarchies. I can never say that word. Then it was governments. Then it was the state. It's always in a position of power. But its power is an illusion. Its power only exists if you believe that they are more powerful than you. And that's it. The rest of the shit is noise. So here are some ways that it has shifted since 2000. 1950s, I don't know, this, this American dream bullshit. So they fed everybody, they fed the mass delusion, this, this idea of the American dream. Yes, we're going to keep getting richer and more powerful, but if you do what we say, you're going to get to live the American dream. You're going to be completely content and happy. We are your authorities. And everybody goes, oh, okay, yeah, this is great. The American dream thing starts, because it's fake, it starts to crumble, starts to fall apart, and they go, hey, you government, you suck, like blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, okay, we're this. At some point, the millennials really start to look at this setup and recognize that there's autonomy being stepped on and this thing isn't actually fair. And then what we think happened is that we somehow dethroned the reptilians in that moment, but we actually just built them a new throne because they just leaned into it. They were like, oh yeah, the rich keeps getting richer, right? The rich keeps getting richer. The rich keeps getting richer. The rich keeps getting richer. This is still you as a whole fucking God creating wealth for the wealthy. You think you're complaining, you think you're raising awareness, and raising awareness is good, but you're still building them a throne above you even if you don't like it. Now, people are starting to tune into the fact that, oh, we can actually change this by seeing you as small, weak, insecure people. 
that don't deserve our fucking energy. And then what comes in next? Dun, dun, dun. There's a conspiracy. The powerful cabal are drinking the blood of children. Bill Gates and Elon Musk are going to alter our DNA and sew us together in some sort of AI human centipede, sewing our mouths to our genetically engineered buttholes. Once again, you, you, feel, you feel like you are liberating yourself, but you are once again putting your power into the hands of the parasites. I'm not saying don't educate yourself if you believe this is educating yourself, but check in with your body. What sensation are you having? At the Galactic Federation, we keep getting correspondences from people, correspondences? From people saying, they want us to be afraid, so they're making us wear masks. And it's like, you sound afraid. They just want you to be afraid, period. They don't care if you're afraid of the virus or the masks or the being apart from each other. They don't care if you're wearing the mask because you're afraid. They don't care if you're afraid that the mask is killing you. They just want you afraid. You are the god of your reality. You collectively are the god of this whole fucking reality. The Galactic Federation is false. Sure, Galactic Federation, if that feels true, sure. I just say Galactic Federation because it's funny. Whatever, you are the god of your reality. What does it feel like to you? Do you feel empowered to know that there's a, there are plots? There are plots so mad, they can't make you do anything. If you liberate your mind, they cannot make you do anything. If enough of you liberate your mind and get together in some sort of unified front, you can completely change the set of this entire thing. You have been building the set all along. You have been building the framework of this game to your detriment all along. Because they convinced you, and I don't know that they consciously know they're doing it, they could be playing completely unconsciously as well, that you are powerless and small. So dive into your conspiracies all you want. I'm not saying whether or not they're true. But if your reaction is anything other than, look at these goofy idiots still trying then step away from it because you're giving your autonomy away again. Come back to your own reality, your very small reality. Stop paying attention to that shit out there and learn how to operate your control panel so that you can actually do something about this conspiracy you believe to be happening. Because talking about their power and their authority and their wealth and everything else just makes them more powerful. Or don't. Do whatever the fuck you want. I really don't care. The Galactic Federation would like you to stop sending us emails about it, though. All right. Where we got? Okay. So, jessery.com. You can maybe sometimes book readings. It's, it's so arbitrary. They're, like, sometimes available, sometimes not. It's really just kind of a luck thing. Uh, the Patreon is on there. Patreon, you get $5 a month. You get two bonus episodes a month. There's probably going to be a $7 tier next month where you get four bonus episodes a month. $10 tier live streams that are energy updates weekly and readings, fun, talking shit. 
$20 tier is a very interactive tier. This is for people who listen to the podcast and feel like they want to have a conversation about it. We get together, have a conversation. People get pulled up on screen. Sometimes we do mini like hacking on your actual uh, stuff you're trying to work through. This week we're doing two. We already did one. We're doing two of them on the what do you want episode. So just pulling people up and like hacking through the bullshit and the programming about what you want and how to get there. It's I, honestly, I don't know why anyone pays for it. So don't bother. Jessa Reed comedy at Twitter and Instagram. This podcast has an Instagram now called awaken in God, because apparently that's what awakening OD spells when together. So uh, that would explain all the Christians accidentally stumbling upon it. Music for this podcast is made by Mark Pontius. He is currently Fat Horse Ranch on Instagram. Feel free to harass him in his DMs to put out more music. Enjoy the Age of Aquarius. See you next week. Assuming the paper mache dinosaur does not take down the power grid.